And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You see in those first two quarters what we can be. I was happy for the players that they got a chance to see who they can be. And then for us to end the game with the loss, that's where I know it stings in that locker room. It's Hogan Johns. Fields under pressure, throws caught, and that's Bird, Demir Bird, inside the 10, and he'll go to the end zone. And they give the ball to Grant, and Grant who scored on a trick play last week. Down the sideline he goes. Touchdown. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Ho. Grant, look at him go. Again down the sideline, 97 yards for a touchdown. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. In the end, we got the, we didn't win. We lost. And, uh, you know, so I, I uh, you know, I just wish wish that uh, we could have came out here with a different result. It's The Adams. There's no consolation. Um, we're 4-9. We're Hogan Johns. The Adams converge. Well, what's up? Welcome in Hogan Johns with you inside Lambeau Field with a very familiar result. The Bears lose. I know it's shocking. Aaron Rodgers beats the Bears. Welcome in. Johnsy again. Not with us tonight. Kevin Fishbane is here. If you're watching us on YouTube, on the YouTube channel, you, as you should be, uh, you can see Kevin sitting here. Uh, I think that was Jeff Joniak's seat tonight. Looking over the same. Hey, Jeff got thing. a fun some fun calls tonight. Eight parts of this game were very entertaining. Absolutely. You could. This was probably the most entertaining Bears Packers game, and I could. You could argue that some of the really bad ones have been entertaining in like a joking way, but this might have been the most entertaining Bears Packers game in which the Bears actually did some good things since they beat the Packers in 2018. Yes. Um, sure. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think though, what did the Bears really do that was so good tonight? Well, their special teams was great. And as a special teams guy, you should, you know, acknowledge that. Uh, Uh, the punt return was amazing. It was a risky decision. Good cut back to the other side and some really, really, really good blocks. Shout out to Christian Jones, Damian Williams, and Jordan Lucas for the blocks. Jordan Lucas, not on the Bears. Not on the Bears. Who was it that had the... Marky Christian. No, it was 23. Marky Christian. Oh, yeah. See, this is where we're at, guys. You don't even know who the players are who are on the team. You're right. Yeah. Whatever happened to Jordan Lucas? Got cut. Like back in August. Long time ago. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, here we are. This is where we're at. The Bears are... Four and nine. They had Eddie Jackson playing slot corner by the end of the game. He was like the third slot corner. I think the sixth on the year. <laughs> a lot of they. Uh, Charles Snowden made his NFL debut as the tenth outside linebacker the Bears have used this season. It quickly got hurt. Yeah, I think yeah. Marcus Hunt got a lot of uh, reps on the defensive line. Uh, I, I, back to your original thought, like what I think that. There is a way to look at it where 
you get a punt return touchdown and two. It's rare to get two explosive touchdowns like that in the same game, let alone the same quarter. Yeah. So I think there's an argument to be made that that maybe the Bears, if they step back, might not have felt as good as they did in halftime. Understand they were kind of dealing with a little, you know, playing with fire. Pretty yes. much. See, my problem with the feeling, the good vibes at halftime was 27-21. The Bears were winning. Um, it seemed like the Packers were right there. And before you knew it, it was 28-27. to And you and I think I even tweeted at the time, like, if you're the Packers, you feel like you have played horribly in this game. And yet they're winning. I, I, think, I think from a Bears perspective, I, I understand why they felt so good at halftime. I mean, think about everything they've gone through this year. And for them to have those three touchdowns, for them to get a score right before halftime, I mean, how many times this season have they failed to do that? To go up six on the road, you can see where they could look at that and say, okay, we're doing something good. They also forced the Packers to punt three times in the first half. Yeah. So, like, you can see with everything going on this season and everything against them, you, I, I get why they were energized. With what was going on, but they had to know what was coming, and it, it was a freight train that came right at them. It took it took a minute. Yeah, and um, you heard them basically admit post game they knew what was coming, and it was Aaron Rodgers. And and Aaron Rodgers, his numbers by the end of the night were amazing. And he's like, "Oh, my toe hurts again." Again, I love how this guy makes such a big deal out of a pinky toe, but. It's great drama, I guess, here in Green Bay. Give them all the credit in the world for the pinky toe. Um, look, I mean, I don't, I don't really know where we go with this. I mean, the, well, the, the, I, there's the big picture. It's the same thing. I, 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 I guess my, my, my take is, I, I don't, I'm not really here to give the Bears credit for anything. No, like, I think you can, you know, I don't, I don't buy the idea that Matt Nagy was trying to sell, which is we saw what we could be. Yeah. What the Bears could be is not three 46 plus yard touchdowns in a quarter, right? Like that nobody can do that. that I guess is- I guess that's my point is the Packers were horrible on special teams. Like, yes, I'll give them credit for the touchdown. The Bears deserve credit. They they were doing the good things, but like the Packers were downright awful. They fielded uh they muffed a kickoff return that was going out of bounds. Like some of the things that they were doing was was so bad. Well, and then, like the one thing I will give him credit for offensively was the end around to Jakeem Grant that was a well designed play, blocked up great, and that was a legit offensive play. When you heard Justin Fields though talk about the throw to Demir Bird that was for that was a touchdown, even he was like, I was surprised by that. Like like he like yeah. I don't think that play it was an option route and it I, I don't, it wasn't drawn up to be a touchdown. Like the Packers played that very horribly well, I, for it to become a touchdown. And if you if you have those two touchdowns on offense, right? There was a, there, a, a great throw from Fields to Darnell Mooney while Fields got just hit right in the ribs, right? You had a Dave Montgomery 20-yard run. Can you name a single other play from the offense in the first half? Not really. No, like they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Those two touchdown drives were like these crazy explosive plays that, again, you give the Bears credit for getting them, but that's not who the Bears are. (laughs) And that's not who the Bears expected to be. Like, like those are, I hate, I don't want to use, call them fluky, but they're. It seemed kind of fluky. But they're, they're, they're rare. They're flash in the pan stuff. Yeah. And I, I think, again, 
Like in a vacuum, be happy that you're beating the Packers on the road at halftime. Like that's fine. It's okay to be energized by three touchdowns like that mm -hmm. and to see your defense having some success. But in the end, I, I thought about this way too. What would have changed your perspective of this team and where it's going? An actual win might have at least given you a like for the moment they pulled something off that we never thought they could. Yeah. But it wouldn't have really changed the rest of the season where this thing is going unless they won every game. And I think if they came out here and lost 45 to 3, that would have at least had that would have led to some conversations of could something happen Monday morning. The way they lost this one, it was like again, we're kind of stuck here being like, well, and the result was what in the end, the Bears, if I told you before kickoff, the Bears are gonna lose by 15 points, you yeah. probably said that, yeah, that, that sounds about right. That yeah. sounds like something that would happen. If I told you the Bears scored 30 points, lost by 15 points, I'm like, wow, I, I guess they they did a couple good things. But but see, I, I, I think what my point is they had all those fluky plays. They still lost by 15 points. Yep. And they were still old. like, so what would they have lost by if the Packers had not played those plays so poorly? I'm not sure I can find this, but I, you know, I would like to know if a team had three touchdowns like that in a half, find every time that's happened and mm -hmm. what the score was at halftime. Cause I would imagine for a team to do what the bears in the first half and only be up by six is unique. Right. And I, I, I didn't get a chance to ask, ask Matt Nagy this. I, I kind of asked uh, Jakeem Grant, but just like, you know, Matt Nagy's message was we have to finish. So he did understand it. His message was we have to play this way in the third and fourth quarter. We have to finish. But could they really have been confident at halftime? Again, you can feel happy about where you're at, but could you really feel like we? They could, there was no way they could feel like they had this game. No. And, yeah. and look, I'll, get, I'll, tell, I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about because I was looking this up the other day. The 2014 game where the Packers scored four touchdowns in the second quarter, they were winning 42 to nothing at mm -hmm. halftime, right? Okay. So in that second quarter, again, I don't have the numbers right in front of me right now, but they had all four of those touchdowns, three of them was like one was like a 70 yarder, one was like a 50 yarder, one was like a 30 yarder, and one was like an 18 yarder. Okay. So the Bears' second quarter, they had a 46 yard touchdown pass. They have a 54-yard touchdown pass, and a 97-yard punt return, the longest punt return the Bears have ever had in franchise history. They also tack on a field goal at the buzzer. So I guess my point is, like, it's kind of what you said. They did all that stuff, and they were only up six. So yep. what I'm trying to say, I guess, is, like, a good team – would have been up 42 to nothing like what the Packers were in 2014. Or think ahead, or think back to like Tampa this year. Right. Like Tampa's doing all that stuff in the first half. It's a blowout. The game's over. Like you're only up six and Aaron Rodgers is on the other team. You like no one's feeling confident about the way he's winning the game. So all that happens, they still lose by 15. Which I brings me to some of these coaching decisions then. So in that first quarter. Matt Nagy punts from the 40, the Packers 40 on the first drive, and then settles for a field goal from the five-yard line. When you're a 12-and-a-half-point dog on the road with basically your job on the line. So I guess it's not surprising that in a two-score game early in the fourth quarter, I think it was 11 points at that time, it's fourth and inches at your own 36, 
you're backed up a little, but you gave Aaron Rodgers the ball at that point. With all the injuries we've been talking about on defense, you got Eddie Jackson playing in the slot. He's never even really played there. They're literally like trying to help him on every single play. You punt the ball? Isn't that hard to like fathom? Yeah, I just, I mean, I've always been a believer of in a team in the situation the Bears are in, like, what do you have to lose? Like, why? And, and, you know, I, I said this on our podcast during the week, right? This is a kitchen sink game. And we saw that. Saw some bit. of that, yeah. We saw some of those plays on offense. You know, one worked, a couple others were eh. But, like, you could see the way they were rotating personnel. Same on defense, too, in the first half. They were throwing everything they could at this Packers team, mm-hmm. and we're still only up six and a half then. So part of that, you would think, is being just ultra-aggressive on, on, on these opportunities because, like, and I, I, I said it after they kicked the field goal, they go through nothing. Like, you're not beating the Packers with field goals. Like, you're just not. Like, no. you, you have to, you know, you have to find a way to score a touchdown there. And, you know, look, if you don't, then you're asking, you know, Rodgers got to go 95 yards. And, and you, you, you and, like, I mean... Also, what does a three-point lead do for you against the Packers? It that's doesn't. That's what I don't understand. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. do a lot for you, and and it's just there is an inconsistency with this staff in terms of when to be aggressive. I mean, that was Matt Nagy's whole mo when he got here, and 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 you asked him a question when it came to the, what happened in the second half of, you know, the problem the the, the, the guys they were missing on defense kind of factored in, and it, it certainly seemed to, and I just. But I, no, obviously it didn't because well, he still punted the ball. Yeah, but I, that, that was, I was confused by that too because like you would think that it's like, oh, well, we don't have a lot of guys on defense, so we don't want to give him a short field. But like, it's Aaron Rodgers; it doesn't matter where he gets the ball. No, you don't. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. You you couldn't give them the ball. Yeah, and the only option to not give them ball, the ball was to go for it on fourth down and get it, and it was fourth and inches. Um, and I've always said this yeah. about I mean, if you can't if you can't get a few inches to get a first down. When you need to. That's all you need to know about a team. And we all know how bad this team's been yep. under Matt Nagy when it comes to those fourth and short. So I'm with you on those coaching calls. I, here's the, One thing that Twitter got very mad at was the field goal when they were down 18. Oh, yeah. That was actually the right call. You have to score three times. Yeah. I get it. Like, you needed to get a field goal at some point. So it, it, that was one of those moments where it's like, technically, this is the right call. I but, under- it, but it also feels wrong. Yeah, it felt wrong. I understand <laughs> everyone's piling on Nagy and whatever. Like, but that one, like, that doesn't bother me. No, on the list of questionable things, that was yeah. not. And you know what? I'll say this. It doesn't bother me that Matt Nagy said that this was a fun game, that he was having fun at halftime. Yeah, I think the optics of it, though, here's the. I don't have a problem with him saying it, but here's the optics that just go wrong. Like, and I don't know what Michelle Tafoya's halftime report was for Matt LaFleur. I should probably find that out. But like, LaFleur's probably not happy. And so the way it comes off on the broadcast is we got to figure out a way to get Devontae Adams to football. And then they go out and they do that. Like they, in, and Jalen Johnson did a great job of breaking it down, like how they did that. They put him in motion. Like there was, um, like basically like this long sweep pass where he goes from the left side of the formation to the right, which if you're going to have the corner trail across the field, it's impossible to stop him from getting the ball on that. It's like basically, you know, a short swing pass. Um, so there's one example, like they lined him up in the slot over and over again. And, and Jalen was obvious, uh, was uh, honest about how he can't 
play in the slot right now because he doesn't know all the run fits and he doesn't know all the zone drops. That There's a lot to know there in the nickel spot. Um, so anyway, Matt LaFleur is busy making all these adjustments, and they work, and Matt Nagy's having fun. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I don't have a problem with him saying that. He should have been having fun. The second yeah. quarter was fun, but it just didn't look good. No, I get it, and I understand where... You know, I hate using I'm, like this phrase is now ingrained in my head because of Matt Nagy. I understand where everyone's at with the head coach. Like, I get it, but like, guess it's where, what? It's where we're at. As somebody who covers this team, like, and has covered this team for a while, that first half was fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun football, and that's fine. Like, that's okay. And I mean, that was. I remember going back to um, remember when they played the Chiefs in, in late in 2019. They've been eliminated from the playoffs oh, yeah, the week yeah. before here in Lambeau. Yeah, when um, when uh, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes counted his, to what number was it again? Ten. 10? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like that game was so boring, and they didn't do anything <laughs> fun. They didn't try anything fun, and they just they lost twenty six to three. And we're thinking afterwards, like, do something, like, do something interesting. And it, you know, again, like for the first half, they did. And, and going back to, I'll I'll say this about the flukiness. All right, third quarter. You go three and out twice. The Packers score 17 points. Okay. Getting shut out, shut out 17 nothing in a quarter is, is rare, right? But that was so much more the 2021 Bears than what happened in the second quarter. Like that's who they've been all season long, yeah. is a team that just like can spiral like that. And uh, you know, you mentioned the what the Packers are with Devontae Adams, and it's I don't know how much the Bears could have done to counter, considering everybody they were missing, you know, and and doing that on the fight. But it wasn't even just that. AJ Dillon ran all over that front seven on that first drive. I mean, five yard run, eleven yard run, twelve yard run, and, and like they had no answer for him. Then you know, and, and then you just see the Packers with these just creative plays. You see that play action where Rodgers fakes the handoff and just kind of stands there for a second. Yeah, and nobody's it's a really good him, fake. And they it's a really you know, good fake gets the complete pass. Like again, I understand it's Rodgers, and it's hard. You don't want to. You gotta be careful not to compare it to like I I think the most talented quarterback who's ever played this game, mm-hmm. um, but it, you know it just was another example of how far away this franchise is. And he also threw a pick six just yeah, like in that yeah. second quarter. Like that, I guess is where I'm just struggling with. Like, congrats on a few big plays. Right. You still had a pick six. You still gave up a 38 yard touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. Like it. It was a fun second quarter. I don't think it was a great second quarter. No, it wasn't. And, and the, the I, I, we're at the point in the season, right, where it's what can you take from this game moving forward, big picture. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you take from this game, really, as in terms of example. Like, Justin Fields did not have this great game. I take that it's a miracle Justin Fields uh, – mm-hmm. He's yeah, playing against I, I the think, Vikings a week from now. I, I think, I think we, got a, we got a reminder about his toughness. We got a reminder that what he can do with his legs and his arm, like he does have those yeah. abilities are there. Like we got the reminders that. I think we got a reminder that Jalen Johnson could be a special player in this league. And Robert Quinn's having a great season. But like what all that means for the future of this team, what all this means for 2022, you, you didn't – there was really nothing – like Demir Burr's not going to be on this team next year. There's a lot of guys. You know, Jakeem like, Grant might not be. Yeah, I think I think Jakeem Grant, you know, if you want to go ahead and talk about like, hey, this is somebody, this was a good good move and somebody that you should try to keep. You can have that conversation. But in the end, we're talking about a guy 
who's going to maybe have three great plays in a season. Uh, if you watch Jakeem Grant's press conference, I, I, I'm not sure the Bears lost the game. <laughs> it seemed like they won. It's interesting. That, you know, look, he, he, I went to my Bears player Twitter, and it's all you know, it's all the Jakeem Grant yeah. stuff. It, you know, it's funny, uh, Khalil Mack's Twitter account during the game. Yeah. He was very excited. He was live tweeting. He had seven tweets in a row. And then, and then at 8.42 p.m., that was it. Then he shut it no, off. No more tweets from Khalil after that because what, what was he going to say? Probably a good idea. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right. Well, yeah. Let's maybe end on Justin Fields. So, just if you're, let me just say this: if your takeaway from tonight, or you're going to bed, or you're probably watching this tomorrow by now, but um, you're waking up on Monday morning and you're like worried about Justin Fields because what you because I saw some of that. Like, not everybody's loving what they're seeing right now. Just let's point out: came on the road. He said he was 90%. That seems generous when he says he had pain on every single throw. When you say you're at 90%, you're probably at like 7 Yes. <laughs> uh, and I actually thought during the game that he did not quite have that same zip on the football he yep. usually does. Like that follow through, obviously he was in pain. He said it affected his mindset, trying to stay protected. As it was, he still got hit like the entire game. Nine times. Pressured on 54% of his dropbacks. Uh, two rookie tackles, one of which did not play well at all. Tevin Jenkins 
That Jason Peters injury early in the game turned out to be a massive development in the football game because Justin was just like running for his life the whole game. I kind of remember, I hate to cut you off, I kind of remember a certain somebody on a certain podcast explaining that <laughs> as much as we want to see Tevin Jenkins, Jason Peters being out there helps Justin Fields a lot. A lot. And if you're focused on Justin Fields, you want Jason Peters out there as much as possible. And you saw what it like it looks like without Jason Peters. So uh, what was his injury? An ankle? ankle. An ankle got rolled up. Did not look good. Um, so, he knew right away. Yeah. You know, he's played in this game long enough to know, you know, and he, he walked straight to the sideline, gave somebody his helmet. That was it. So you want to see Tevin Jenkins. I think you're going to see more of Tevin Jenkins. And look, here's the thing. He probably should play, probably should get reps, but it's, it's what, four penalties? I think he had four penalties. Uh, he gives up the strip sack. That was a huge play in the game because you have a six-point lead at halftime. The Bears ran two offensive plays before they were down eight. Think about that. Like, that swing happened, and in that time, the Bears ran two offensive plays. So all of a sudden, and you know how Nagy is in this coaching staff, as soon as they're down eight. David Montgomery doesn't exist. David Montgomery, bye-bye. He gets one carry the rest of the game. Now, they did get him some catches and some short things that they'll probably claim as an extension of the run game. But, like, that can't happen again. Yeah. I, but it will. I think <laughs> I think when you go back to Justin Fields, as we you know, we try to evaluate him, I think this the second half reminded you, you know, he's got he's had two rookie tackles, and it's not like the interior of the line played well tonight either. Yeah. And you, the Packers had eight passes broken up. That's a lot. And that tells you that guys aren't getting open. And we've talked, obviously, about the route combinations and the way that this offense doesn't really scheme guys open very much. And that was seen in the way the Packers getting their hands on the football. Uh, you have a defense that is putting more pressure on the quarterback with the way that they were giving up drives, giving up touchdowns. All these things are going against Justin Fields. Now, you can argue a great quarterback uh, – Lifts everybody up and finds a way to, you know, you know, outplay all those things around him. But this guy's in his first ever season in the NFL yeah. and all these things happen. And he's playing with a ribs injury. He is sore on every single throw he makes. So again, it's it's not so much I don't want to call these excuses. I think we just have to keep every all of those particulars in mind when we look at what Justin Fields is doing right now. And unfortunately. You come back to the lack of depth on the O-line, the lack of depth in the secondary. I mean, they were two er the two biggest areas of concern coming into the season, and here you are. Yeah, I looked at the field yeah. uh, when they were on defense, and you know, A. Jackson was playing nickel. Deion Bush was playing safety. Marcus Hunt was on the defensive line. Christian Jones was in at inside linebacker. Artie Burns was in at cornerback. Um, you know, I mentioned Charles Snowden's rotating in. Uh, you had, I saw Marky Christian get a snap or two on defense when DeAndre Houston Carson got hurt. You're rotating with Burns and, and Kendall Wilder. Like, did you say Bruce Irvin too? Bruce Irvin was out there a lot, <laughs> but I don't know if he did anything. No, he didn't. He so, did not. I, you know, this is what Justin Fields has in terms of the defense that's supposed to compliment him. Like, they, they have three guys they can rely on Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson. I think Alec Ogletree's been a nice find for them. Safeties were fine today. You know, I, don't, I, don't have a problem, I don't have a problem with the way Eddie Jackson played uh, or Tashawn Gibson. But, uh, yeah, like, 
This is this just these the Bears are so far away from the Packers. They are so far away. And as long as Aaron Rodgers is here, that's going to continue. And the Bears, Justin Fields has to become a good quarterback for them to, you know, try to even the series up as long as number 12 is on the other side. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about this week. Um, there's, you know, been some chatter about bigger changes, reports of, you know, fruit structuring front office, all these kinds of things that I'm sure we're going to be talking about a lot uh, in the coming months or so. This was just another Bears-Packers game. This was our reaction, and it uh, was pretty normal if you've been paying attention to these. Uh, any chances to change Monday morning? You know, I was one for one of my bold predictions from the podcast. Oh, yeah, Demir Bird. Uh, well, you didn't call Demir Bird, but you said there was going to be a 20-plus yard touchdown pass. There were two. There you go. Um, uh, so I don't have a bold prediction for Monday morning, but you never say never in this league. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, I think I'd be surprised because here's the thing. If Matt Nagy said he was having fun at halftime, can you imagine how much fun? Don't say it. I mean, you know it. Listen, we were sitting in the press box in you Minnesota think, in 2014. You think Virginia was just and they were jumping up and down when they had a long kick return for a touchdown in that game in Minnesota, okay. or like Chris Williams or something. The, the people who run this team, I'm guarantee you, were thrilled with that first half. They were not thinking about it in the way that you and I discussed it. That's the problem. <laughs> they were not thinking about That's it like that. The problem. No. Not I, I, I like to think that they were not looking at it as, ooh, I, I don't think they were walking down into the locker room to give the coach and staff an extension at halftime. But you know that they enjoyed that first half. Well, how'd they enjoy getting outscored 24 to 3 in the second half? Oh, you just tip your cap to your opponent. What are you going to do? Uh, we've been covering this team long enough that we probably don't expect changes Monday morning. I'll, uh, you know, I, I, I give up. <laughs> what are you going to do? We have four games left. It, it, it coach doesn't matter. Like, Siri, I don't know how. It doesn't matter. Like you said, the or, these organizations are just, look, look, there's a, there's a, it's December in Green Bay. It snowed. It, the grass is perfectly green. Like, it's a metaphor, but it's also reality. There's no brown grass here at Lambeau Field. There's an amazing renovated stadium that's done correctly. With a lot of cool things around it in the area. You know what it's called? Title Town. Title Town. Bears could call theirs 1985 Town. Oh, my. You think firing Matt Nagy matters? They can call it NFL Championship Town. They can have a whole museum about the 1940s. Oh, I'll have to update the records of the uh, the chairman and the team president against the Packers, too. Since everybody talks about Matt Nagy's record. It's not good. It doesn't matter. That's what this episode should be about. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, uh, hopefully this podcast mattered at least a little bit. Uh, thank you for filling in all week. We appreciate it. Shout out to Johnsy. I think he'll be back Tuesday. Really? Uh, all right. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hoke, at K Fishbane, at Adam Johns. Check out the YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube, subscribe, uh, hit that subscription button. Holy Johns. And then, uh, what else we got? Obviousshirts.com. Re- oh, read us. You should read us. There's things to be written from this stadium tonight. Uh, NBCSportsChicago.com for me, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. John Greenberg was here. He carpooled with Mark Potash. They should do a podcast on the way home. I would listen to that. 
with all due respect, Mark Potash and John Greenberg. That would be awesome. Yeah. Let's let's make this thing happen. All right. Um, maybe it's a spinoff pod. I don't know. Came up with the idea first. Time to build the Hogan Johns Empire. All right. We're out of here. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs>